Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. <laughs> Four minutes after 11 South African time. It's a beautiful uh, Tuesday morning here in Johannesburg. Uh, I don't see uh, the rain coming today, but of course it's, it's, it's a bit, not that much, but overcast. Uh, my wonderful listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah, well, Jamaa, but um, we welcome the listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company. I want to welcome my beloved engineer, Haji Suleiman Esop. Uh, he will be with me from now till 12 ish. He's looking very, very, very happy uh, this morning. I don't know what's the occasion. He says, Alhamdulillah. And of course, uh, to see our beloved, honorable, respected Fadila Tulustad, uh, Mubarak face, he has just walked in now. So, uh, we want to welcome him as well on this beautiful Tuesday morning, the bliss of marriage. Yes, it's the fourth of uh, Juma del Ula, 1444. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Ustad, welcome to the bliss of marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته بارك الله فيكم وعرفات جزاك الله خيرا let's, uh, let's go to overseas Ustad Mufti Saab, is it permissible for parents to hit their daughters especially mothers and daughters are in the 30s and unmarried I would like to remain anonymous Ustad بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونسولي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Sometimes parents feel so disappointed that their children and especially their daughters are not married when they have reached the age of 30, 35 and so forth. So any small thing happens, it triggers them and then they want to assault and hit their daughters or children. All this is absolutely haram and not permissible in Islam. You can never make tarbiyah and train your children by hitting them, assaulting them, and doing so repeatedly. Remember that now maybe she didn't get a good proposal, or maybe you must remember she herself did not want to get married to that person. Allah alone knows what the circumstances are. So obviously part of taqdeer also will be there, destiny of people, logo ki kismet, as we say in Urdu. Do. So now because of that, for you, the mother, you see other people's daughters, how happily they married, and now the 19, 20, 24, 25, and they got one, two, three children already, and so forth. So all that brings about that hatred, animosity for your own daughter and your own child, and therefore you want to hit her and assault her. You're not going to solve the problem. You're just going to exacerbate the situation and your 
you know, you're going to make matters worse. So therefore, mother, what you are doing, that your rank is very high. But in this instance, you are totally wrong. And for you to hit your daughter or your son, for example, is haram and not permissible. You as a parent, now all of you, therefore I told you there's an Arabic saying, a proverb, is not a hadith. Hammul banat ilal mamat. Hammul banat ilal mamat. The worry for your daughters will continue, continue right till the time of death. Now people got two, three, four, five daughters. Sometimes you only have daughters and no sons. So those parents are extremely worried and concerned what will happen. When they're small, you have worry. When they grow up, will they get a good proposal? When they get married, will the marriage last or not? And even when they become mothers, then will they be good mothers and not? So all these worries and concerns come. So now you, the daughter and the mother, these are the du'as you must read. Every day, start today. Today after Zohar, you start, mashallah, and you must read these du'as. Surah 25, verse 74. That's for you, daughter. you 30, 31, 35 years old. First thing, never become disillusioned in the mercy of Almighty Allah. La taqdatu min rahmatillah. Muslims, never lose hope. Never become, have despair and disillusionment in the mercy of Allah. Chapter 39 verse 53 so read surah and surah 25 verse 74 you the mother you should be reading the same surah same surah and same supara. Surah 25, Surah Furqan, the criterion. And it is all in the 19 supara, 19 Jews, the first quarter. So verse 54, your daughter will read Surah 25, verse 74. You will read Surah 25, <laughs> verse 54. وَهُوَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ مِنَ الْمَاءِ بَشَرًا فَجَعَلَهُ نَسَبًا وَصِهْرًا He Almighty Allah created human being from that semen and sperm and then gave us a nasab. We have our father, we have our mother, our lineage, and then وَصِهْرًا He gave us in-laws. So you make dua that your daughter becomes the daughter-in-law somewhere and inshallah she go with your duas. So don't hit her don't be assault her because remember she's not married and that is really bugging you and therefore you are taking out all that anger on her and venting the anger that's haram and not permissible but somebody says Ustad, if a husband is angry and tells his wife to get out or leave the house is that a form of divorce if he talks of separation from her is that a form of divorce these are separate incidents Ustad remember that in islam we always want to make the home not to break the home Hamara kam jorna hai, Our aim is to save and protect and make the home and not to break the home. So when we speak regarding this question which you pose now, so we will say that in Islam you have al-alfazu sariha, explicit words. The husband said in the present tense or in the past tense, he has divorced his wife. He is divorcing his wife. He gave talaq to his wife. 
wife or he is giving talaq now and so forth so in all that cases the talaq the divorce will take place whether he made intention or not because the word talaq the word divorce was used in the past tense and present tense and so forth so if he said one talaq then is one if he said two then is two if he said three then is three but when he used unclear words, al-alfazul kinaya, so when he used implicit words, unclear words, ambiguous words, he told his wife, get out, go to your mother's place, and I'm fed up with you, and words, and you know, FNBs and all that, not First National Bank, the other one. So in a case like that, so we can't say anything, we have to go back to the husband and ask him, when you uttered those words there, and you must be honest, because if you're going to lie, then you'll be living in sin. So what was your intention? If he says his intention was talaq, then the talaq will take place. And if he says the intention was not talaq, so we'll ask him, you sure? He said, yes, then the nikah is still valid. So if he said that get out, pack up your bags, go to your mother's place, and so forth and so on, and he made intention of talaq, then according to the Hanafi jurors and scholars, one talaq e ba'in will take place. What do we mean one talaq e ba'in will take place? One irrevocable talaq divorce will take place. If they want to reconcile this husband and wife, during the Iddat or after the expiry of the Iddat, they can reconcile, but remember a new and a fresh nikah must be performed, everything new, and that talaq will still be counted. So for future purposes, he, this husband, will only possess two talaqs. According to Shafi's and Nam, this will <coughs> constitute talaq raji'i, so he can take her back during the Iddat, a revocable divorce, without a new nikah and without a fresh nikah during the iddat and if the iddat expires the waiting period and then they want to reconcile then a fresh and a new nikah must be performed so the main thing now in these cases what intention did the husband make when he uttered those words there if he made intention of talaq is talaq he made no intention then no talaq and the nikah will still be valid Mm. Somebody says, Ustad, if a person has a miscarriage at 16 weeks, the baby is fully formed, but really, really small. The eyes are still closed. Baby is size of one's palm. Should you name the child and also is the nifaz or haith, Ustad? Remember, yeah, there are three, four different questions. So let's answer all. So it means after 16 weeks, so that's four months almost finished now. So in a case like that, number one, should you name the child? Yes, name the child, boy or girl, you give a name. Number two, is this is this nifas or not? Yes, it's nifas. You must remember that the baby is fully formed and so forth. So it will be the postnatal bleeding nifas. Cognizance must be taken of the fact that according to Hanafis and Hanbali jurists and scholars, the max there is no minimum for nifas. There is no minimum period for the postnatal. The maximum period for Hanafis Hanbalis is forty days for zero, and the Shafi is and Maliki say 60 days. Always remember that as well. Third one, when there's a miscarriage, then remember there is no janaza salat, there is no real gusal 
at kafan and so forth that you just wrap up in a pay on a this thing in a blanket a piece of cloth you know so you just wrap that piece of that whatever you have and you wrap it up in a piece of cloth and then you go and bury in the graveyard and cemetery so there won't be no ghusl as such as bathing or kafan and shrouding or janaza salat you know the funeral prayer and all habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam said manistahalla that when the baby makes a sound is alive and crying and so forth and then the baby passes away then suldiya alayh then salatul janaza will be read so if the baby is nine months you know full term and then she gave birth but is still born baby or after four months, five months, six months, there was a miscarriage. So in all these cases, there won't be Salatul Janaza, and there won't be kafan, and there won't be shrouding and gusal. You just wrap up the baby, and so forth and so on. So there must be life, and then if the baby passes away, then we will say you will have gusal, and bathing, and kafan, shrouding, Salatul Janaza, and the funeral prayer, and everything that happens normally, so that will apply but in these cases another thing sister you're feeling so heartbroken now you carried the baby for months approximately mm-hmm. and now you had a must you're devastated you know and so forth but you must always again turn more and more to Allah you and your husband should know that same Janine that same fetus so you must remember will come and he will be your senior counsel he or she will be your barrister, advocate, and attorney. Ya Allah, me, I'm not going Jannah. Allah knows everything, obviously. Allah's knowledge, all-embracing, all-encompassing. So Allah will ask him, no, why you don't want to go Jannah? And Allah knows everything. He will say, I want my parents with me. So Allah will say, go, there's your parents, and you take both of them with you to Jannah. So in this world, it is difficult, but in the year after, it will be a blessing in disguise for you. That same child will become your shafir and intercede for you, and you will go into Jannah, provided that the parents passed away with Iman and Islam. So always there's a silver lining also at the end. Hmm. Sometimes in life we dislike something, but in the long run it's good for us. So you, husband, wife, read chapter 37. You know Surah Yasin is 36, chapter 36. After that, Surah Swafat, chapter 37, verse 100. Rabbi habali minas salihin. Oh Allah, grant me pious offspring, normal children, ya Allah. And once you conceive, you're pregnant, you confirm, then with that, read the next verse. And that is after Surah Yusuf, chapter, Surah Yusuf, chapter 12. Read Surah Ra'ad, chapter 13, verse number 8. Allahu ya'alamu ma tahmilu kullu unsa wa ma taghidu al-arhamu wa ma tazdad Only Almighty Allah knows what the female is getting whether it's a boy, whether it's a girl whether it's twins, whether it's triplets with all the gynecologists they can have all the gadgets and apparatus and instruments 
Ask them how many hair the baby got. Ask them what color is the eyes of the baby. Not one of them can tell you all these things. Only Allah knows the expansion, contraction taking place. And وَكُلُّ شَيْءٍ إِنْدَهُ بِمِقْدَارِ That everything will happen on the appointed time, the time designated by Almighty Allah. So that dua you read so that you don't have a miscarriage in future. Listen to this one, Ustad. My husband is getting married to someone else, or maybe he's already married, dear Mufti Sab, but will not give me talaq. Right, uh, right after a big argument and separation, he soon goes to get married to someone else. This explains why he treated me the way he did while we were together. He won't give talaq without exchange of amounts of money and tells my father that he can have up to four more wives. What do I do? I completed in Dalul Ulum Zakaria Girls Madrasa. I'm only 20 years old. I'm an anima. How can Allah put me in this situation? Ustad. First and foremost, we just need to rephrase that question there. There's two, three mistakes you made already in the question because you're so emotional. Number one, you say that your husband told your father he can have four more wives. So if you have four more wives and with you, so it will be five wives. That's mm-hmm. haram. That So it means four in total that with you. So you can have three more wives, not four more wives. So we must rectify that as well. Quran Karim states, Surah 4, Surah number Surah Nisa, verse number 3. Masna wasulasa waruba. You can have two wives or three wives or four wives. So that is what is meant, not five wives. So that's what you said in an emotional state, so that is wrong. Second one, all you ladies, remember that, my niece and all of them, they qualified last week and that. I said that you don't go tell people, me, I'm a alima and all that. Say, me, I'm a taliba, I'm a student. You see, today I'll go to Darulum Zakaria. Normally I go Wednesday, but because I'm going this week now to Darulum, Newcastle and Dundee, that house, and all these places there, and Freyheid and so forth. So therefore, I'll go today there. So people ask what you are. I say, I'm a student there. I'm by my teacher, Hazrat Mufti Sab, you see. So that is what you must do. Or if you don't like to call yourself Taliba, call yourself Muallima, a teacher mm-hmm. or a Appa or something. Leave all this Alima business. You'll also grow too much horns, you know. <laughs> Half the kitabs you'll never did and all that, and you'll say Alima and all these things. This is a big problem nowadays. So that is also wrong to make Alima, Alima, I'm a Alima and all that. To just forget all this Alima business, you know Alima. So remember that you Taliba Muallima too. Third one is this, I don't know what happened between you and your husband and so forth and so on. Anyway, he's married already according to what you're saying. So now what? You have to do the best of a bad situation. So how are you going to do that? You must tell him there's no money, there's nothing coming your way and so forth. So you must tell him you're staying in the marriage. Maybe you are pregnant. Maybe you got a child already. He had his fun and games with you and so forth. Now he got a little bit tired. Now he wants new one. You see, kullu jadidin laziz, you know. Mm. So every new thing is very, very delicious, you see. So now he's looking for another young tat. He will look for another one, 18, 19 years old and so forth. And so get married to her. So if he got married like that and he's prepared to do justice one night, one night, one week, one week, so then you got no objection. So you must remember he didn't go and do something haram then. 
So you did something halal. So then you can't say you want divorce and you want this. Yes, if he does injustice, then you got cause to complain. <laughs> Quran Kadim states Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse number 3. So if you fear he can't do justice, then he must remain with one wife only. No talk of second, third, fourth one, and so forth. And the last statement you made is a very dangerous statement. How can Allah Ta'ala put me through such tests and all this, and I am you supposed to do better. So if he's going to treat you and the old wife and the new wife with justice and fairness, so remember nobody has the right to object on the decree of Almighty Allah. That's a dangerous statement to make. We must be rida bil qada. Whatever the decree of Allah is, we must accept it. That not tomorrow your son or daughter passes away and they the apple of your eye and you say, Ya Allah, it's unfair. How come my son, my daughter passed away and they're only six months, one year, two years old? A Muslim, Muslim means we submit, we surrender to Almighty Allah lovingly, willingly, sincerely, all times, all places. So yes, my sister, if he doesn't do justice, then you can request a divorce, then you can request a fasakh, an annulment of marriage. What he is talking about is you must pay or your father must pay him money. That is khula. Khula is when you in the wrong, that you are no more, you understand, dressing properly or you're not reading salat or you're having an affair or something. Allah forbid, Allah forbid. So we don't know who you are. We don't know who your husband <coughs> is. So you must not fall in that trap. He will try and make you or your father a milking cow. And he will say, no, I don't want 5,000. I don't want 10,000. I want 50,000. But it's haram for him to demand more compared to what he gave to you and so forth. So anyway, don't go that option. If he's going to do justice, then you can't complain. If he's not doing justice, then you have the right to complain. Then you can request a divorce if you wish, or you go to your jamiyats and ulama, local ulama, and apply for a fasakh, an annulment of marriage, and immediately now, break time or afterwards, you read two rakat salat to toba and say, Ya Allah, I was very emotional. You know everything, past, present, and future. Therefore, I blurted out all these words here and I don't have anyone to go to but you Ya Allah, make khair for me make khair for my child, my children if you have, inshallah many a time things look so bad but then everything pans out he realizes what the golden wife you are and you know he's a person that may be on the rebound, you and him had a terrible big argument so to show you a point he went to get married, so he his intention also is tainted and polluted, <laughs> then that marriage doesn't last long, very long. He'll come back to you. So there are many angles to it, but you must turn more and more to Almighty Allah. I see uh, the sister, uh, the same question that she posed just now, such she says, I apologize, dear Mufti Sab. I'm not an alim, I'm a zalima. Uh, yes, three in total what her will be for. I married him because he's good looking, Mufti Sab, and he's a hafiz al Quran and he's rich. Why didn't I listen to my mommy and daddy? They told me he's a woman's playboy. That same question will start. You see, mm. yes, the other thing, now everything is coming out, you see. 
Now you don't have to go to the other extent of saying same as I'm a Zalima, unless you are a Zalima. You treated him badly. Anything he told you, you told him, you keep quiet, you're a jahil, me, I'm a alima. You know nothing about Islam, and I know Quran, and I know Hadith, and I know Fiqh, and all. So all this also, then it drives that man to go mad also, you know. And then you didn't take your du'as of your fa- of your mother or of your paternal grandmother, your dadima, and so forth. Your daughters always, last night in Q&A also I mentioned it, when it's time to get married, make sure you leave your home and go to your husband's home with your parents' blessings. Your father is not happy, your mother is not happy. Don't ever get married. Remember, parents, you only have one set of parents and our biological parents. You don't have fathers and mothers and all. It's father and mother. So always think. Now you say, no, I bow handsome, Jay. You see, mm. he's very handsome. And then plus his pockets are full. So you thought you're hitting the jackpot. But now the jackpot is boomeranging. You see, mm. it's going against you. So, when calamities come, it's because of our own deeds and so forth. One question I'm posing to you. You are my daughter, right? I'm asking you this. You're 20 years old. How long you married? Two years, three years. Can't be more than that. Do you have a child with him or not? So there's a question I want to know. Are there any children involved or not? Hmm. So if there's children, then you must try your level best to reconcile. And if there's no children, then make istikhara and see what you should do. So you, you can tell us whether you have a child or children or child with him or not. We're not sure about that. Hmm. One and a half years married to start. Six weeks pregnant to start. Ah, you hmm. see, there's it there. Now don't ever think about abortion and don't ever think now of talaq and so forth. Once the baby comes, the child comes, inshallah, he will mellow down, and it's his son, it's his daughter, it's your child, so mashallah, the baby will bring barakah, and inshallah, you two will then be jorna, you'll be back together. So what you going to do? Now read with me, sister. You're supposed to know all these things. So read now, Surah chapter 37, verse 100. Rabbi habali mina salihin. Ya Allah, grant me pious, normal offspring and children. Surah 25, verse 74. Surah 25, verse 74. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayun. O Allah, grant us spouses and children and progeny that the, the coolness of the eyes. Chapter, next one, chapter 3, verse 38, chapter surah 3, surah al-Imran, verse 38. Rabbi habli min ladunka dhurriyatan tayyibah, innaka sami'ud dua. O Allah, grant me from your side such awlad of spring that will be pure and that will be chaste. Innaka sami'ud dua. That, Ya Allah, you are the one that is always accepting the dua. And fourth one I just gave you just now, Surah 13, verse 8. So you don't have any miscarriage and so forth. So you read chapter 
13 surah ra'ad thunder verse 8 allahu ya'lamu ma tahmilu kullu unsa wa ma tagidul arhamu wa ma tazdad and ya allah let everything go smooth and then you and your husband when in a good mood then have a heart to heart discussion and both of you read istighfar astaghfirullah we both made mistakes you can say you must admit yes i made mistakes then he will admit he made mistakes so once both of you apologize and forgive one another allah was always there to forgive us so surah 71 surah Nuh, and verses 10 11 and 12 istaghfiru rabbakum innahu kana ghaffara yursil as-samaa alaykum midrara allah will send beneficial rain Allah will bless you with wealth Allah will bless you with wonderful children so don't let negativity come in you must remain positive for the sake of your child and turn more and more to Allah go into sizda and things will work out inshallah my sister my daughter so don't worry every day give out one rent two rent ask Allah for afia safety comfort goodness for yourself and for your child inshallah and then one more thing one more thing is make a mouth that go back to your mother go back to dadima and say it was a big mistake but now i can't do anything i'm expecting and please ummi oh my beloved mother and oh my beloved daddy forgive me but now make special special dua for me and the baby it's a mother's heart it's a daddy's heart they will cry with you and they'll make dua with you. Okay? So you do that, inshallah. Allahu Akbar. Uh, I'm also in tears to start. I see there's a mommy. Uh, she says, uh, Dear respected Mufti Sab, why are these boys taking advantage of our beautiful flowers, our beautiful daughters? Why is Mufti AK keeping quiet? Why don't you lash them? Is Mufti Sab afraid? My daughter is also in this situation. I said, walk out, we will look after her. Why doesn't Mufti Sab say that, Ustad? We are not here to break marriages, Kala. You say your daughter must come back. You will look after her. After one year, two years, you gone, then what happens? Your daughter is 20, 21, 25. She has her desires. She has her passion. She Who will fulfill all that? So you can't just be making decisions based on emotions. So for your mistake, don't come blame Mufti AK and blame the ulama and Jamiyats and that. We trying to help you, but you trying to shirk your responsibilities. Remember that we're going to lash them. Who we lash? We don't even know the boy. We don't even know the girl. We must know both sides of the story. See, Ben, mother, you, I'm asking you. Where we use this previous one as example. By her own admission, she says he was so handsome and he was very rich. Mm. So when I ask you the question, Dad, did you get married with the right criteria? Oh, you looked at Mal and Jamal. You just looked at wealth and you looked at handsomeness and beauty. Then whose problem and fault is that? I'm asking you. Mm. Is it not the parents' fault? Is it not the daughter's fault? So when Islam told you, first for bidatid deen, you will get successful when you give deen, the good character, the piety, priority number one. We were not bothered about that. We just looked at the beauty. We just looked at the wealth and we gave our daughter. So you, the parents, to blame and you, the daughters, also to blame. The husbands are to blame. You know, for them, they're on a hunting campaign. So now he saw 
his wife is pregnant he say now oh she will lose her she won't be so slim she won't be so trim she won't be so smart let me go look for a new one so that a man men are hunters also so he is to blame we're not saying no but i'm telling you all parties are to blame so don't come and make your problem our problem and say we are to blame how can we be to blame you must remember that when you made the wrong decisions in life i'm trying to save your son your grandson's marriage or uh, grandson's future and we're trying to save your daughters that is foolish thinking and myopic thinking no just break the home and we will look after I am asking you these three questions. Tomorrow you're not there. You're going, Allah give long life. You father, mother going, you meet up in an accident, finish, you gone. Then what happens to the daughter? Second one, she got the sexual desires and she got, who's there to fulfill all that for her? So she will get involved in haram? So there are many issues, sister. Don't think it's just about eating, drinking, and all that. And what happens to the child and so forth. So when she's pregnant or she has a child already, there are so many issues. Therefore, Quran Karim taught us, husband, wife, when things are going, you know, sour and curvy and turning up upside down, even that time, Quran says, was sulhu khair. Reconciliation is the best. But for reconciliation, both parties have to make, remember, compromise. <laughs> that is what we are doing. We're not here, give a big lecture and lash him and all that and say the boy is guilty and the girl is innocent that's wrong we have to answer the question for the betterment of both parties and if they are sincere Allah Jalla Wala will let them reconcile and inshallah they will live happily ever after but if they're not sincere or they are too proud and arrogant whether it's a husband's party or wife's party then you know what will happen so we are here to help you we are not here to destroy one party and help one party Allahu Akbar before we go for an interval uh, I see I've got uh, a muallima from Azadwal she says but Muftisab we mothers are hurt of these two daughters maybe Muftisab thinks differently because you don't have a daughter Muftisab does Mufti have nieces I wish these boys must be put in public and disgrace them muallima from Azadwal Ustad Yes, I have plenty of nieces, and whenever they have problems or anything, I'm there to, to tell them what to do and so forth and all these kind of things. So we always, inshallah, that will be our Quranic way and methodology. We must not think that our daughters are always innocent. You see, the hadith of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, when you love somebody you love something you know what they say in English we learned in school mm-hmm. now we realize that they stole all this from Quran Sharif and Sunnah Mubarakah what they taught us in school love is blind but the hadith don't say that only the hadith Sharif of the Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that when you love somebody love something you become blind and you become deaf 
So quickly we will see the faults of our daughter-in-law. But our own daughter, we won't see her faults. We will say, Betty, don't worry, it's a small thing. But it's the same thing daughter-in-law did, it becomes a big thing. <laughs> you see, sometimes we get carried away that because we love them so much. So I don't agree with this that only the son-in-law must be to blame. In most instances, remember, the daughter, our daughters, also have to be blamed. And see, this is the, it's not me, it's Quran. I'm saying, I read for you, whether you're from Azadwal or whether from Hamanskral or whether from where, that Quran's message is for everybody, right? So you go and read it and see, because you'll say now you Muallima and Taliba and Alima and what? Surah Nisa, chapter number 4 and verse number 128. So what is the verse number? 128 and Surah Nisa, chapter 4. See, I read for you. And when the wife, she fears from her husband. Imra means wife here, in this text and context. Ba'aliya, husband. She fears from her husband. That is not fulfilling her rights, meaning he don't want to give maintenance, he don't want to fulfill the conjugal relationship. Or he's deserting her. He's no more showing any interest in her. He found somebody else, so he's buried somebody else and so forth. See what Quran is saying. There is no sin upon them. That they must try their level best to reconcile. Why was sulhu khair? Reconciliation is the best. Allah don't speak of talaq and take your daughter and your sister and your niece away. Allah says try your level best to reconcile. But for reconciliation, compromise is required from both sides. And both parties will become miserly, stingy. They don't want to compromise. No, you must compromise, both parties. Compromise don't mean you trample on the Sharia. But both of you need to realize that there are so many lives involved here, that your life is a wife, husband's life, the child involved, the children involved, if you do goodness, you adopt the quality of taqwa and true piety. And Almighty Allah is all knowing of what you are doing and your actions. So see chapter number 4, verse number 128. In those situations also where the husband is wrong, yet Allah is telling you, the wife, the wife's family, <laughs> you must try your level best to try and reconcile. That will be better for you and for your children. So that the talaq and divorce should not be the first option. It should be the last, last, last resort. So that is what Quran is teaching us. <laughs> Allahu Akbar, subhanAllah. Let's go for an interval. I see Ba says, uh, I do feel for these young daughters of ours, Honorable Dear Mufti Sab, and he says, Kya karna. But nevertheless, 18, we've got a lot of questions. Just bear with me, inshallah. 18 minutes to 12 o'clock. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Well, it's exactly now uh, 16 uh, minutes uh, uh, to 12 o'clock. You are tuning in, listening to uh, The Bliss of a Marriage. Um, who's that? Let's, uh, let's just go to Abu Dhabi. I, th- I think this question is not regarding the bliss of marriage, but there's a debate here. And the sister says that must a penalty be paid 
if one does not remove one's underwear while wearing ihram this from abu dhabi ustad mashallah that you are in umrah and so forth we're speaking about the men obviously women who do dress normal <laughs> so remember that now if you wore underwear all that and you wore it from abu dhabi and then you went to jeddah from jeddah you went to makkah and then you perform umrah and thereafter remember you had your underwear on for whatever reason the men and thereafter so after the umrah you have to slaughter a goat or a sheep and the goat or sheep must be slaughtered there in makkah not in abu dhabi or dubai or wherever so remember that is the fatwa regarding that issue so alayki or alayka rather for the men but maybe the woman send the question so alayka damun alayka antasbah ghanaman yani this thing a goat or a sheep there in makkah mukarrama after your Umrah, there in Makkah you slaughter the goat or sheep, so that will be compulsory, and then everything is fine. And if you want to make another Umrah, then you can go there to Tanim, or you go to Jirana, or you go to Hudaybiyah. Hudaybiyah nowadays is called Shumaysiyah, and you go and perform another Umrah. There's nothing Umrah voluntary, so all that is fine, so don't worry about it then. Just slaughter the goat or sheep there in Makkah. Somebody says my husband wants to do everything according to Sharia except when it comes to money. He expects me to pay my own expenses to start. Remember, he's not practicing on Sharia. He's practicing on his worms, defensive worms and desires and fancies. So remember in Islam, when the husband is there and the wife, the wife can be millionaires, she can be multi-millionaire. Still all the expenses are upon the husband. He must provide the shelter. He must provide the medication. He must provide the food. He must provide the clothing. He must provide for the children. The wife don't have to do that. The mother of the children doesn't have to do that. If you are spending, it is mimbabil ihsan. You are just doing a favor. It's not mandatory compulsory upon you. Mandatory compulsory is upon him. So tell him that Sharia he's talking about, he, he invented that Sharia. He made, he cooked it up and fabricated it to suit his own pocket. So he's just fooling you and trying to exploit your ignorance. Tell him, I said, and the Sharia says, everything is upon him. And he has to pay and not look for loopholes. People today say Sharia when it suits them and it suits their pocket. They use Islam for their own hidden agenda. Somebody says, Ustad, how are you, Ustad? Hope you're well, Honorable Mufti Saab. A girl is breastfeeding her baby and has enough milk. The husband wants her to also feed the baby with a supplement. He says that she is dieting and that it will have an effect on the baby. She insists that she has enough milk. What must the girl do in this state case? Please advise. It is creating a marital problem, Ustad. Remember that husband, wife, Allah, Jalla Wala, blessed you with a wonderful child, handsome boy, attractive, beautiful daughter. That should be a source of happiness for both of you, not a cause of, you know, you're having marital dispute and so forth. Now, your husband, what is wrong with you? 
So you must remember, you go ask any doctor, you go ask any specialist. I'm not speaking about you go and ask a quack now. Mm-hmm. So remember, the best thing for your child is the mother's milk. Remember that. That the best and the most nutritious for her and so for the child, the baby girl or baby boy. So you must not tell her she must use supplements and that is wrong on your part, the husband, the father of the child. So, and she has sufficient milk and so forth. So you, sister, on that score, you don't listen to your husband and you practice on what the Sharia states. You feed, you breastfeed your child and the maximum period for breastfeeding is two lunar years and that is the best. And yes, that after both of you reach an agreement, you want to wean the baby. Now you don't want to breastfeed. That's different. But now currently you keep on breastfeeding the baby and don't use supplements and your husband go back now. Don't try and push your agenda for your hidden agenda. You worried your wife is looking so big now. No more slum and trum and all that. So in your mind you got it that if she keeps on breastfeeding she'll blow up more and more and shaitan is bringing all these thoughts in your mind and then she won't look so more attractive and so forth. So if she stops breastfeeding or she decreases the breastfeeding and uses supplements then she'll be back slim and trim. All this is you was wisufi sudur in nas. Minal jinnati wan nas. This is the waswasa the whisperings of shaitan my brother our mothers gave birth to us we five children my mother-in-law gave birth to eleven children and so forth so remember from time immemorial the best is and me I went over two years maybe two and a half years you know and so forth so my mother said me I don't want to leave at all so you know when I used to grow up I used to ask a lot of questions and this type of things there so it was like the joke in our family that this guy he don't want to leave his mother like you see so don't ever do that we must have that special bond with our beloved mother remember this so you go two years that's 100% you want to go two and a half years the ulama say no two years maximum but Imam Abu Hanifa was a genius he said yesterday you were breastfeeding and today you just stop it will be very difficult you know certain children so if you go to 30 months two and a half years so that also gunjaish here it can be acceptable so he uses that only Imam Abu Hanifa Shafi'is Maliki's Hanbali's Imam Abu Hanifa us two greatest students Imam Abu Yusuf Imam Muhammad they all say two years he alone says two and a half years and that is the rationale and wisdom for that so yeah you sister don't listen to your husband there is no obedience to any creation whether it's husband father or king or ruler when it leads to a sin against the creator so good question and many listeners will benefit from that and keep on reading you father mother for your beloved flower and bundle of joy surah 46 chapter 46 verse number 1515 ya Allah bring about reform bring about piety bring about goodness in our progeny in our children subhanallah subhanallah who said listen to this one Ustad uh, I'm a Salafi uh, let's leave that out, Mufti Sab. Uh, my daughter is married now. Uh, 
uh, the boy said he wants to divorce her because he's a Hanafi. And he said, Mufti A.K. said must divorce her because Aqeedah is different. I'm going to take this boy to court. Challenge me, Mufti A.K. Ustad. Everybody will use our name. You didn't see just now what the lady said. She said, Mufti A.K., you must lash these husbands and you must give them. But we have to be fair. Mm. So we don't know what that lady what that lady said. People just use my name and you know, sometime I tell my Ustad Hazrat Mufti Rizal Haksab, mm-hmm. I say, Hazrat, you know what? That people they use our names. So Hazrat tells me that how many times people use his name and say that this fatwa, this fatwa. So Hazrat tells me, you know, he say Hamare Farishte kubi pate nahi lakin in logo ne ese uradia. Our angels who are writing our actions, they don't even know about this, but people will just attribute it now. So this guy, yeah, he don't like you, or he don't like your daughter, his current wife. So now just bring Mufti AK and say, yeah, Mufti AK said like this. So ask him, where's the proof for all these type of things? And if I said it also hypothetically, he must show you the question and so forth and so on. So if you, my brother, we're leaving that portion out that you are Salafi Mm. and whatever. So let's say, I'm saying now, that your daughter insists that she's not going to read 20 rakats tarawih, she's going to read 8 rakats tarawih. Your daughter insists she's not going to make wudu, remember, on her uh, feet, or she's not going to make masa on the hufain, on the leather socks or synthetic. She will just make masa on the normal socks or stockings and all, which are not permissible, according to Imma Arba'a. Or she says you must remember that nobody can read Quran for the deceased and so forth so every day there will be tension conflict between husband and wife and so forth now when the children grow up husband will say ABC the mother will say XYZ and so forth so both the parties are to blame here if you are Salafi you knew your son-in-law is Hanafi so why did you give your daughter there Mm. ask yourself that question no sense coming now on air and saying I'm going to take him to court and I'm going to do this think properly brother just rewind a little bit I'm asking you a simple question how you say you Salafi I'm asking you did you not know that your son-in-law is Hanafi obviously you knew that (laughs) and still you gave your daughter so if I am the judge I'll ask you who's to blame you are to blame so don't come with your big, big talk here. Yeah, we will go to court and us and us and all this. It's not going to help. You know what Quran says. And when calamities come, it's because of your own deeds and your own actions. See, you, Salafi, I don't know you. I don't know your daughter. I don't know your son-in-law. But as a brother... I think I'm much elder than you in age also. As a brother, I'm giving you advice. Take all that pride and arrogance of yours out. Tell your daughter, leave all your Salafi business, what you learned from me, and follow your husband and become Hanafi and live happily ever after. Hmm. Simple solution. But you see, when you want to push your agenda... 
Tell him this, tell him this. So always there'll be rows and ructions. You can't have harmony in the house. What will I'm asking you a second question. What will happen when these children? She will say A, B, C. He will say X, Y, Z. So which kind of home will that be? Every day the children are seeing the parents are fighting and so forth. So instead of building the confidence of the children, you're destroying the masum children's self-confidence. Think about it seriously. As a brother, I'm giving you advice. So you want to save the home, isn't <laughs> All that big talk of yours, of course, is all waste of time, all that. So I'm telling you, tell your daughter, just follow your husband and don't come tell me stories and you just stay in that house. <laughs> Problem solved. But sometimes we adopt the slogan of shaitan. Ana khayrumin. Me am a Salafi. I'm going to sort out this Hanafi. And I'm going to do this. And that's what you're doing. It is a manifestation of pride and arrogance and not solving the problem, but rather creating more problems. Mm. Think properly, brother. Spot on, Ustad. Spot on. He says, you're not getting my point. This is my daughter's marriage and she will never change to be a Hanafi. She's very learned, Ustad. Ah, very learned. You're also very learned. You never knew your son-in-law is Hanafi. <laughs> For what you gave your daughter to a Hanafi? Think of that question, simple question. You want to talk of judge. The judge will ask you, didn't you know your son-in-law is Hanafi? <laughs> You're very learned. She's very learned. So what you want to get married to the Hanafi? You see how jahalat you'll talk. Talk more nonsense if you ask me. Yeah, I was it. not happy when I first got married with uh, dear Muftisab. Even though I was married with my parents' happiness, things were not rosy. But my parents advised me to hang in there uh, due to my husband's deed. And I listened. And today, a year later... I am happy, Alhamdulillah. So Muftisab, your advice on working it out, spot on, Ustad. 100% is not my advice, sister. All this comes from Quran Sharif. All this comes from Sunnah Mubarakah. All this comes from Sahaba and so forth and Uliyaullah. So see, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا It is the sign and the symbol of Almighty Allah. Allah created for you from your own species, your own kind. You must get married there. Adam and Eve. That's all Islam teaches. All the shaitaniyat that's going on, every interview today, they will speak about LGBT, what you say about gay business, and what you say about homosexuality. We must say homosexuality is punishable by death. Finished. End of the story. End of discussion. There is no place for it in Islam. There is no place for it in Judaism. There is no place for it. You see, in Israel, they made the one uh, rabbi. Mm -hmm. He is a deputy minister. He said all this gay business, totally haram, not permissible. Gay pride and all this homosexual marching, we're going to put a stop to it. Mm -hmm. This is now yesterday's news. You can go to Haaretz and then see what they wrote there. So the point I'm making, you ask any person who's connected to religion, and they will tell you marriage is Adam and Eve. There's no Adam and Steve business. There's no Adam and Eve. All this is the slogan of Shaitan and Satan. So Allah Ta'ala made for us our own species. And khalaqa lakum min anfusikum azwaja litaskunu ilayah. The first thing that must happen in a marriage, you have sukun, you have peace. You embrace your wife, then you have that comfort. Your wife embraces you, she has this comfort. Then Allah says, وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً And remember, Almighty Allah Jalla will bring the love. 
It's not the non-Muslim style that, oh, my darling, my girlfriend, my mistress, I love you. And then they make tribal and all that, you understand? Then the baby is also born maybe. Then they get married and after one year is divorced. You can see what's happening in the world. Mm. Islam got a sequence. First, there'll be sukoon. Mm-hmm. You're going to adjust to one another. And then, وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّا You particular, meticulous with your salat and so forth. وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّا Then the love will come. Now you married like us, 30, 40, 50 years and all with Allah's help, Allah's mercy. Then it's not every day you have to tell your poppy, your honey, that darling, I love you. So then is Allah's mercy, Allah's mercy. Keep on begging Allah for His mercy. وَأَدَخِلْنَا فِي رَحْمَتِكَ وَأَنْتَ رَحْمُ الرَّحِمِينَ Ya Allah, include us in your special, special mercy. وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّحِمِينَ Whilst you, Ya Allah, you are the most merciful one to show mercy. So that is what Quran is teaching us. So always remember, starting there will be some, you know, mm. niggling problems, what they call, you know, teasing problems. So that is there. But you don't act on that. You become, inshallah, our intention is good. We want to lead a chaste life, pure life. Ya Allah, you the one. Ya wadudu, ya wadudu, ya wadud. You create that love, ya Allah, and so forth. Then Allah brings everything. So life is a challenge and is a test also. There will be vicissitudes, ups and downs in life. Inshallah, everybody turn more and more to Allah. Ameen. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.